Good morning, R&B Jams. Good morning, Jackie. I hope all of you are having a wonderful day. This is Judy Jacobs um, coming to you from the beautiful state of North Carolina. Today, my message is going to be the escape of the blood covenant. Um, if you have any questions or thoughts, you can email me at richardandjudy333 at gmail.com. Escape of the Blood Covenant You know, we are in the final seven years right now as I speak. Time is soon ending as we know it. The dispensation of grace that we have known is coming to an end. And there will soon be God's kingdom. We have a lot of division in the body of Christ. And division is always based on a falsehood. So we need to go back to the word in everything we believe. The enemy is subtle. Very deceptive. That's why we must be under the blood covenant where Jesus poured his blood out on the altar of God to make a new covenant of escape for us. He came to restore all things. Since he has come and poured his blood on the altar of God, we can be born again, a new spirit person. There's a scripture in the word that says the spirits of just men made perfect before the throne of God saying, how long, O Lord? That was not available for us until Jesus poured out the blood covenant. We must remember the cost of this new covenant that God has given us. It was made with the greatest love that there has ever been. There is no greater love than a man lay down his life for his friends. He said the, cur the curse of the law is sin. He said he nailed the ordinances to the tree. He said, these are the sons of God, those led by the Spirit of God. He said, they follow the Lamb wherever he goes. He said, they had their spiritual senses trained. He said, there were no one more noble than those in Thessalonica, who search the scriptures daily to see if these things were so. Now, before Jesus died, we were under the dispensation of law. And Jesus told them, you cannot keep the law. He said, if you fail in one part, you failed in all of them. God did write the perpetual covenant of the Ten Commandments with his finger in stone. Those will abide forever. 
but the times and the seasons are changed right now. And Jesus has come to restore all things. And he will restore the times and the seasons to where we know where we are. Our calendar is named after Satan. The days of the week, the months of the year, and, and it's not at all like the original calendar. So, God rightly said, Satan is the God of this world. Everything they've done, they've named after Satan and pagan demons. So we've got to go back to the Word, because in the Word is our life, and Jesus is the Word. Now, He poured out the New Covenant with His blood, so obviously the New Covenant is what is so important, because He died for it. In the Old Covenant, there was a lamb sacrificed, and he clearly told us we couldn't keep all that. And he even said to add no further things to the Gentiles than these few things. You can look it up in the New Testament or the New Covenant and see what things were added to the Gentiles. Now, the point of this message is spiritual. He said, these are the sons of God, those led by the Spirit of God. He said, the day will come and is now that those that won't worship in the temple or in the mountain, but they will worship in spirit and in truth because God the Father is a spirit and he seeks such like ones to worship him, those that worship in spirit and in truth. We couldn't have done that unless we were born again. The born again restores us to the Father through Jesus Christ and his pouring out the blood on the altar to his Father. So we can be led by the Spirit of God, but we must have our senses trained. So many are going back to the Hebraic roots movement. And they're emphasizing the feasts and the Sabbath, which I realize the Sabbath is perpetual and it is forever. For us now, the purpose of the feasts are to study prophecy that's within them. We really need right now to be building our relationship with the Lord Jesus and his heavenly father through him, because we're the generation that are going to see the end. When the peace accord was signed, September 15th, 2020, the covenant with many, as in Daniel, that began the last seven years. The middle of that seven years is when the Great Tribulation starts. And that is around February the 27th, 2024. The first fruits are those that are ready to be harvested. It says in Revelation 12, will go right before the Antichrist sits, which I'm assuming could even be the day before, which would be February 26, 2024, or thereabouts. He said in Luke 21, pray always, pray always. He said nothing else in the word about pray always, but this one thing. Pray always that you be counted worthy to escape all 
that's coming on the earth. And he had just gotten through telling about what was coming on the earth. And he said to escape all of it and to stand before the Son of Man. That would be in heaven. We need to pay heed to that scripture. I've talked to many about it, and they do not even come back with an answer because they're so determined to go through the Great Tribulation and to be martyred. They have such a lack of understanding of what the Word of God says in that. On first thought, it sounds really noble to want to go through the Great Tribulation and be martyred. But if Jesus really wanted that for his people, why did he say, pray always to be counted worthy to escape all that is coming on the, the earth and to stand before the Son of Man? You know, there will be most people martyred. There's no doubt about it. The Word of God says there was a great crowd that came out of the great tribulation which no man could number that loved not their lives to the death. They were martyred because they refused to take the mark of the beast. But in all honesty, that really shouldn't be the people that are born again right now. The people that are born again right now ought to win the race. They ought to reach for the high calling. It says one wins the race. Who is that one? It's the man-child in Revelation 12. The woman in Revelation 12 is the whole entire church. Born from her first, as her seed, is the first fruits to God, the man-child. And the man-child, after Satan and the demons are cast to the earth, and they're here, and people can see them, they want to devour that man-child, which is the first fruits of God, which are the ones that studied and were diligent and really prayed always to escape all that's coming on the earth. And they were the mature sons of God, a nation born in one day, because in Isaiah 66, God says the man-child is a nation born in one day, and that was physical Israel. This is the spiritual Jerusalem above in Revelation 12 that is born in one day. It meant everything to them to win that race for the high calling of God. It's not about arrogance. It's about faith. I was told that to want that or to say that, to be part of the bride of Christ was arrogance and putting myself forward and that I would be put back. But that's totally not true. We're supposed to press forward to the high calling he said that he that puts his hand to the plow and looks back is not worthy. Looks back. Think about that. That just now came to me. Looks back at what? The beggarly elements. Jesus has fulfilled the old law. Yes, the Ten Commandments are perpetual, and that will be in the new kingdom. But he has completely nailed those ordinances to the tree. All of them. All of them. The feasts are not part of the Ten Commandments. If we were to be keeping them perpetually right now, and it's supposed to be added to the Gentiles, that would have been commanded. But they said not to add any further things. 
we're grafted in. But the focus right now is the kingdom of God and his righteousness. What he commands us to do is to keep on seeking first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added to you. He doesn't say if you do this, 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 and this. He says to keep on seeking first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. It's the good news of the kingdom that Jesus is bringing in by his blood. The old ordinances he put on his cross. He fulfilled them. They were the tutor that led us to him. We take away from our relationship with him when we, when we dwell on those old beggarly things. We study the word. We're supposed to study all of the word and look for what God is saying to us, the spirit of God. And we want to spend our time in our relationship with God through Jesus Christ and with Jesus the Son. We want to spend our time cultivating that relationship because what is Jesus going to say? He's going to say to some, depart from me, I never knew you. So what's important right now? Is it keeping the feasts or is it getting to know Jesus? He's not going to say, depart from me, you didn't keep the feasts. He's going to say, depart from me, I never knew you. He talks about his people being the overcomers. To him that overcomes, I will grant to sit with me on my throne. So why are we going back to the beggarly elements? Do this, do that, do the other. When we're supposed to be about knowing our Father through Jesus Christ who made the way back to him for us by his blood, he paid for our sins in full. We're going forward. We're not looking back. If we look back, we're not going to be worthy. He warned us. We don't have time for that right now. We've got to enter our chamber and make ourselves ready to escape all that's coming on the earth by spending time with him and getting to hear his voice and getting to know his voice and following the lamb wherever he goes. The lamb's not keeping the feast right now. The lamb's leading us out of this world is what he's doing. We are on that highway of holiness and he is leading us out. There were not many that escaped during the flood. There were not many that got out of Sodom and Gomorrah. And, and later today, I'm going to try to do the percentages on that. Especially with Lot, because we have some figures. And right now, there's not many on that highway of holiness. They're not being led by the Spirit of God. We must be led by the Spirit of God or we're not going to escape all that's coming on the earth. People say, oh, I want to go through the great tribulation. I want to be martyred for my Lord. I've been told that this week. Well, why did he tell you to pray always that you escape these things? I was also told that the restrainer was not the Holy Spirit, 
But indeed, the restrainer is the Holy Spirit, and when he be taken out, all hell is going to break loose on earth, and it is the wrath of Satan and the wrath of God from which we're supposed to escape. Think about it. It's going to be brutal. It's going to be the worst time in the history of the creation that is going to happen, and God is heavily warned. He said there will be a time such as has never been the Great Tribulation. And he told us to pray always that we escape these things coming on the earth. Do you remember the five wise virgins? They were ready. They had entered their chamber and they had made themselves ready, but the five foolish didn't have enough oil in their lamp. And Jesus shut the door on them. That oil is the Holy Spirit of God. These are the sons of God, those led by the Spirit of God. So we've got to be seeking the Lord to have enough oil in our vessel and with our vessel to escape all that's coming on the earth. He would not warn us and say always if it were not extremely important. That's the only thing I know of in the whole word that he said to pray always. So don't tell me that we're supposed to go through the Great Tribulation because he told us otherwise. Oh, it sounds grandiose going through the Great Tribulation and being martyred. This, we, I understand full well that there have been Christian martyrs all since Adam and Eve. But this is going to be a time that is different there's going to be Satan and the demons actually walk on the earth because they're going to be cast down to the earth by Michael the archangel. There's going to be AI that is demonic walk on the earth. It can speak just like in the word. It can speak and talk and it's going to be walk on the earth. They got it now. There's going to be people that turn into the image of the beast from what they've taken into their self. It's going to be the most demonic time that's ever been. And it's going to be a cruel time. It's going to be a time that it's going to be unspeakable, the things that happen. God wants his people to escape that. He warned Pray always that you be counted worthy to escape. It said the bride entered her chamber and made herself ready. I'm repeating myself, but God said that. Let me tell you what's happening. First thing the devil did was deceive people about the mark of the beast. And it's going to overspread into the Great Tribulation. And then it's going to be mandatory and the people will be beheaded. That was his first tactic. But he's gotten the world now. He has exceeded his wildest dreams about people taking the mark of the beast. He never thought it was going to be this successful as he has, has had success in deceiving people because they followed the beast. Daniel said the governments are the beast system. So what is he doing now? He's concentrating on deceiving 
the Christian community that are left and haven't taken the mark of the beast. He's concentrating on them to deceive them into being left behind. And most will be. Most will listen to him. They're going to be sorry that they did. It would be far better to be like the Church of Philadelphia that God has set an open door before that no man can close and she's going to be kept from all that's coming. She's going to be kept because she kept the word of his patience. That is the high calling, the elect lady, the 144,000 that were redeemed by the blood of the lamb from the earth. That wasn't the spiritual 140, I mean the physical 144,000 from the 12 tribes because they rejected Jesus. But it is the ones that were redeemed. So that's two groups of 144,000. There's an earthly Jerusalem. There's a heavenly Jerusalem. The heavenly Jerusalem above is free. It is a city for square shaped like a cube that's 1,500 miles high and wide. That's where the 144,000 are going to dwell and they will be priests and kings with God, the bride of Christ, and sit on his throne with Jesus. That's what he paid for. But most won't listen. Most will have to go through the Great Tribulation. I've even heard it said this week that they're going to go live in the natural nation of Israel here on the earth. Well, that's going to be mortal people that are raised from the dead because he said in Ezekiel 37 through 39 that he was going to raise the whole house of Israel and put a heart of flesh in them, and that is physical. But before that can happen, God is going to burn up the entire earth. Because it says in Jeremiah, I beheld the earth and it was formless and void and there was no man. God has to burn this earth up because of all the bioweapons and all the evil and all the filth on it. And then it's going to take a lot of time to get it cleaned up ready for the thousand year kingdom. God, and not a tremendous amount of time, but something like a few months. And then God is going to resurrect the house of Israel and King David is going to be over them. It's going to be very exciting times. But these are mortal people because it talks about people dying at the age of 100 and thought accursed. The wolf is going to dwell with the lion. And the and the lion is going to eat straw like the ox, and little child will play with them. So that is the earthly kingdom they shall not hurt nor destroy in all my holy mountain, for the earth shall be full of the knowledge of God as the waters cover the sea. But that is not the born-again people. The born-again people will be heavenly. Paul said, we've, bought, uh, we've bore the earthly, we're going to bear the celestial. And the people who are of that city are going to have access to heaven and earth. And Jesus Christ will be the bridegroom and the king of eternity over them. And the 144,000 will be his bride. And they will be the rulers and priests and kings. He said clearly in his word, who I find cunt on my arrival, giving out meat in due season to him, I will appoint over all my belongings. And he calls him him, he says, till we come to the unity of the faith to the perfect man. As for me, I'm setting myself for the high calling. I'm running the race to win. That's not arrogance, that's wisdom. I pray always to be counted worthy to escape all 
that's coming on the earth and to stand before the Son of Man. Those making the choice to go through the Great Tribulation are making a foolish choice. That should only be people that have not been saved, for the Holy Spirit, the Restrainer, is leaving. The people saved during that time will be saved on the memory of the Holy Spirit and the message that were given them that they rejected, and they will be saved, and they will love not their lives to the death, and they will be beheaded, and they will also stand before the throne of God. But the born again right now, the ones that are already saved should be pressing forward for the mark of the high calling of God. They shouldn't be going to where the people are going to have to be saved during the Great Tribulation when there's no restraint here. It's going to be a cruel time. I just wanted to let you know this because this is the second tactic Satan is using. He's already got the world with his mark of the beast. Now he's going for God's people to get them left behind so he can have at them. You better seek God in this matter. Because we're nearing the middle of the Great Tribulation, which will be February 27th. The Antichrist will sit, but the man-child will leave right before that and stand before the throne of God. And in 30 days after the Antichrist sits, he sits at February 27th, 2024, 30 days later, the beheadings start. So pray always that you be counted worthy to escape all that's coming on the, the earth. I quote my Lord and Savior. God bless you.